Exploding compression bullets. No one likes to show off. Unless what they're showing off is dope as fuck. Fuck. That's true. Welcome to Film Crumbs Podcast, where we talk about movies and things that we like. Uh, my name is Kane. Jordan with me is Wes. Hi. Mason. Howdy. Connor. What it do? Well, I guess I'll go first of things that I've seen. Because, yeah. I uh, I watched this movie with my little brother called The Week Of. Adam Sandler and Chris Rock. I don't remember a single bit of it at all. I don't think it was funny, but it was a movie. How could you know if it erased your memory like that? I don't know, I don't know what I was doing. And then my dad and I took a bunch of shrooms... And then we watched this movie called Father of the Year, which the entire premise of it is like two kids are hanging out and one's like, yo, my dad could kick your dad's ass. And he's like, nah, my dad could kick your dad's ass. And then one of their dads is like a drunk. So the drunk guy, the drunk dad goes over there and like beats the other dad's ass. And then it's a whole like drama after that. But it was really funny while I was on shrooms. I don't know if it was, like, I swear to God, every joke hit, and I'm like, man, I don't know if it's because I'm inebriated, or because it's a funny movie, because it has terrible reviews. Then probably, the yeah. shrooms. But it was great, it was Maybe a great both. movie, to, great movie to watch with your dad while you're both very, very high. And then this morning I watched a movie called Belladonna of Sadness, and it was an animated movie, lots of watercolors, I saw it on the Criterion channel, because it was going away. And it was beautiful. It's about this girl. She gets married, then she gets raped, and then she becomes a witch. Nice. Damn. That happens in the, <laughs> happens in the first five minutes, though, so Damn. I'm, not, I'm not spoiling anything for you. That's it. That That's all you need. Five minutes, credits roll. That's a whole fucking story right there. Yeah. So that that's that's what I've been watching. I really like the last one, Belt on of Sadness. I gave it five stars. It's beautiful. Nice. Wes, we'll do Clockwise. Uh, I watched Boy last night. From Taika Waititi, it's his second feature film. It was on Hulu. It's pretty good, pretty beautiful film, very touching. It's like, uh, what was it, Hunt for the Wilder People? That was his first. No, that was a uh, that was after oh. Boy, but it was like that, but earlier. And Taika plays the dad. Does it have like what has now become synonymous with movies that either he's in or directs with that like really quick, snappy uh, humor and dialogue? Yeah. Are they yeah. having an asset? Did it have that 360 shot where the camera's sitting on a tripod and it goes around and around and around? I don't believe so. Damn. I don't believe so. I could be wrong. That happened in every movie that he's done that I've seen so far. I don't think that happened in Thor Ragnarok, though. I don't I think not, I didn't see no. Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. I don't think that happened in uh, What We Do in the Shadows. Did it? Well, that was a uh, found footage. Well, not found uh, well, footage, but, but yeah, no, I get what you're documentary saying, yeah. style, I guess. Maybe yeah. it's there. Maybe I missed it. But it was a pretty good, happy, sad movie. And then I watched Barry Lyndon after that from three Stanley Kubrick. It was three hours long, and I didn't realize that until 40 minutes in. Oh. And it started out like, ooh, this is, a, this is a strange topic to start out on in a movie. But then I was like, oh, it's the 70s. And then I'm like, oh, it's 17th century England. And then the rest of it was really good. Where is it on your Kubrick ranking? It's number one, probably. Really? Yeah. It's that good. Well, I haven't seen a whole lot of Kubrick. I only saw Clockwork Orange 2001, uh, the other ones. You saw Clockwork Orange? Yeah. 
good movie. Right? I'm gonna watch that That's at some neat. point to see uh, Full Metal Jacket. Yeah, I've seen that. And The Shining. I've seen The Shining. Okay. I, I don't. Those are just like the popular ones. I don't remember ones. The Shining that much. I loved The I've Shining. I've only seen I know The Shining once. I know The life. Shining is like, you know, the basic bitch answer. But like, I love it. My I, problem with The Shining is it takes so long to get to like where it is. And then the actual Shining itself, like the power. Like, mm-hmm. What the fuck was that about? It was like in the movie for like 15 minutes. It was an it excuse. It was an excuse to give. What's the kid's name? Jack? No, that's, that's uh, Jack Nicholson's character. The boy. To yeah. give him. His little finger friend. Little Ewan McGregor? That isn't oh. Ewan McGregor yet. Yeah. I think that was the excuse. I think it was just like an excuse for... Nah, it wasn't even really an excuse. I think it was just a plot point that got them out of there. I guess if it's you think true. about it. Yeah. That's and one of my favorites so far. I think in the book they go into more detail with it. And I think that's why... Um, I'm sure. What's it? Whatever his name is. Dr. Sleep. Are you talking about? Who wrote it? Stephen King? Stephen King. That's why Stephen King hated the movie. Because I think that's just not how he envisioned it all uh, happening. He always goes into so much detail. Kubrick's yeah. a nice style. Yeah, well, there was yeah. there was that one. Uh, I think it's a trilogy of books. I could be wrong. Uh, I would fact check, but my phone is not within reaching distance. But uh, I think it's a trilogy of books. But it's the Dark Tower that they got a movie with Matthew McConaughey and Idris Elba. Terrible movie. That movie sucks. But the books were a way to connect a lot of his other books together in a shared universe type way. What have you seen, Mason? Uh, well, I saw Jungle Cruise. With uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Emily Blunt, I was thoroughly disappointed. Really, I was I was gonna ask because it has really good reviews. It's I, it, it's got good reviews because it's got The Rock and it's Disney. It's, no, it's, but anytime that happens, it gets bad reviews though. I feel what like. happened? What happened with that game plan? Well, that was like one of The Rock's first outings. I don't know what you're as an about. actor. He was in a movie called The Game Plan. Is it uh, a football movie? Yes, that's why. Move on. Uh. <laughs> But, yeah, I'm pretty sure people liked it because it was just Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Um, Emily Blunt did pretty good in it. Like, I mean, she's just an amazing actress, but it was just... It's like they gave Dwayne, uh, Dwayne Johnson a character. and like, here, play it. And he's like, cool. I'm The Rock. Also, here's my backstory that doesn't matter to the story really at all. You know? It, it honestly felt like everything that his character was was just kind of like thrown in there so Emily Blunt's character to get progressed forward I really it was cute it was clearly a kids movie but PG-13 because there was like some intense action that I was like holy shit why would an 8 year old want to watch this this is just like fucking like people get stabbed that's for the that's for the the adults so they're not just like the youth has gotten more and more up there they're less and less like I mean, like like through people stabbing, like you can watch the blade exit somebody, and I was like, like a person, oh like a shit, human? yes. I think kids now just are just into that. Yeah, They're all for blood. To be yeah. fair, like I was watching uh, on the topic of Disney, Dan Povenmire, the guy who created Phineas and Ferb, he was like showing a little video on his phone. He was in a Zoom meeting with a bunch of other uh, like executives for another show that he's making, and. I guess is they were like, you know, circling ideas off each other, trying to figure out, you know, what kids like and all that. And one of the ladies in the interview mentioned how kids love existentialism now. And I guess kids entertainment is supposed to be, in their eyes, like up here, just way above like shit like what Uncle Grandpa gave kids on kids Cartoon love Network. Existentialism? That's what she said. Makes kids sense. these days seem to love existential irony. Makes yeah. sense. 
they're all on the internet. Well, that's that's been a thing for like ever now, since we were kids. And I just if they like that form of humor, then that more what would be adult violence is a shoe in to fall though. It's kind of like. Jungle Cruise a ride in Disneyland or something. Yeah, what the fuck yeah. is it? It was a it was a ride from a lot. It's a story from Disney like a long time ago, I guess. Oh, okay. It's also a ride. I guess they just revived it because money. I don't know any Disney lore. I don't either. So, so early days. I just it looked like it would be a ride. You know what was unfortunate? It's because like the concept was really cool. I liked it, right? But if you just like took out Dwayne Johnson and put somebody in the character that character who like actually was not him like i'm not saying he's not a bad actor it's just <laughs> i want somebody who's not gonna play themselves you know yeah so it might have actually been good and then if it wasn't like disney making it maybe could have had some more deeper meaning to it and probably wasn't a kid's thing and be like well this is actually a really cool story like right. cruella is disney and that was fucking amazing right it's a good movie had, like it, it is not a kid's movie right <laughs> I wouldn't say so. No, if I was a kid, I'd be kind of bored. Yeah. But as an adult watcher, I'm like, wow, this is really good. You yeah. Know? I feel like they could have done that with Jungle Cruise and made it just a hell of a lot better. Because, like, this story's from years ago. I'm probably, like, people who are, like, 30, 40 years old now probably know it, right? Or have heard of it. So that probably, they probably should have made the movie for them and not for kids. But I get it. Mm -hmm. But also, it's PG-13. I'm not going to take my six-year-old child who I saw. Several six-year-olds there. Young children there watching the show as I watched people get stabbed and blown up and I was like what the fuck I was I was a toddler watching PG-13 movies I mean I was 8 years old watching Tropic Thunder but that doesn't mean I'm gonna take my child to go see fucking a PG-13 movie don't have children anyway. simple solution I guess that's yeah. true watch any movie you want yeah. stop breeding Connor <laughs> <laughs> uh, what have you seen uh, haven't seen much. I watched uh, The Princess Bride with a friend of mine. We got on uh, Discord and watched it together because she wanted to see my reactions as the movie went along. Have you watched it seen it before? Yeah, uh, Disney Plus. Disney Plus. Disney Plus. Was it your nice. first time watching? It was. Uh, I've never I seen that movie. There. We gotta watch it then. We'll do it in podcast. You like it? It's a good movie. There's a reason why it has a Criterion release because it's you, like I guess that's a, a good classic point. movie. Yeah, that's, there's a reason why I'm named after it. That's fair. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. It's not. A, I don't think it's a kids movie. Well, just for some it reason, says I, Princess and Bride in it does not mean it's. No, it's pretty. Uh, it's pretty. Well, I look at it and kiddie. I think I think it's something like. A, it's like a cute movie. I wouldn't say it's like for kids necessarily. I no. think it's just for like couples. Looks like an early Reese Witherspoon comedy. Looks like a no, like no. one of those. No, it's one of those movies. It's like not a legally that. Blonde type. It's it's not that, but I don't think it's not a kids movie. Everything about it was screaming kids movie to me, save a couple things here and there. I think it's just cute. people die in that movie, man. <laughs> people <laughs> die in kids movies. Death is not no. This is like only this movie. is like death. No, only <laughs> people only. die. It's not like no. Oh, he only alive. he's dead. <laughs> There's a character that just fucking. It was two, funny. It was two people. Yes. Two fucking people. It's funny when and it And one happens. of them just falls. He literally just... And then falls. That's it. I just... I, I don't know. I, just the themes of that movie, I would not consider this a kid's movie. It's cute. But I, I, there's parts of the movie that make it the reason why it's so classic and good today. Because 
it can be enjoyed by like everyone probably more adults than kids though yeah I'm I was like, like I, I disagree wholeheartedly yeah. I gave it five stars I really enjoyed the movie don't get me wrong well you didn't but, put on Letterboxd yes I did well how come I never see your thing on I don't the know dude page? Connor's seven year old comes home he opens his newly bought Criterion Princess Bride collection <laughs> <laughs> he turns on all the special features watches all of them your kid's gonna love Princess Bride yeah yeah you think so? a kids movie I've it, never seen it, so I don't know. It, uh, it's a kid's movie. I don't... Well, as, as a it, child who was named after it, I hated it as a kid. Not hated it, but, like, I, it's so boring. It's just... But it was, then, when I was a, an adult, I went back and watched it, and I'm like, wow, this is pretty cool. These are... There's things that I can think about. Which is really weird, because I love kind of the apes growing up. I got none of that. I didn't get any, like outside themes in this movie i don't understand why it's held in such high regard it was a very cute charming and fun movie and like i have no real complaints but would you criteria five stars but like oh just because of how <laughs> i was entertained from beginning to end well, damn that's good but like criterion status yeah like let's say hey fuck it Anything can be criteria. I guess that's true, but like I don't know. Just it wait did until not. We show you more criteria. No, nothing. nothing. Like, why? House. House is criterion. Yeah, house. House is good. You remember House? I remember House. That's Criterion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. It's one of the best movies ever made. It is. Listen, what film the... is subjective. This is why the Oscars suck. So that's right. Let's just get it past. I guess that's what true. Makes I... All of this stuff. My take Everyone was... wins. My take on Princess Bride was it was a very cute charming and fun movie no reason for it to be considered such a classic or like so deep because I've, I've heard other people say that it has a lot of complex themes and i grabbed nothing from that movie when was it made 87 damn damn you know the date i know dates he knows name damn. Dates. i know dates, dates. That's, that's why my smart. collection of blu-rays is in chronological order it is really? not by release date some of them are but they're in chronological order by when the film takes place that's for no hard. reason it just it has it was to be made, but when the film takes place so like, yeah. one extra step the Star Wars in the very very last or very front oh. well, they would be in the very beginning if I owned them but a I long do not. time ago in a galaxy well, how do you know it's away? longer than like other things like say you got the Green Knight for example how would you know I would. well I guess no that has a date I'm stupid well anyways we're gonna watch Suicide Squad yeah, yeah, what do we think? The we're Suicide Squad. We're going to start watching The Suicide Squad. There well, you go. What do we think going in, boys? I'm Whatever. excited. I've heard nothing bad about it, so cheers. I've heard both incredible masterpiece work and, oh my god, this is trash worse than the first one. What? Oh, Twitter, dude. You know what? Twitter. Twitter's, Twitter's <laughs> a battleground, though, so like... Tw- <laughs> well, usually I can, like, the people that I follow and interact with, they like, they're usually consistent. But Twitter means nothing. Everyone I follow on this movie, they're just like, oh, it's amazing. Oh, it's trash. Garbage. Twitter is just an apocalyptic nightmare. What is its average rating on Letterboxd? That'll tell you what the... I think it's four. That's perfect. That's amazing. That's amazing. So, But I heard one bad thing, and it was only that anybody who likes this movie has to be six years old. And I was like, how the fuck... But then some it's a requirement. Ratio. Yeah. That's what it says on the DVD. Yeah. But then it said ratio. The DVD that's not out yet? Yes, that's what it will say. So. Yeah. And oh, I do The know. only expectation I have of this movie, and it's not even an expectation, it's more of a desire, a hope, if you will. I've been told there's full frontal nudity in same. this movie. I was going to say the same to, thing. I hope to God it's, it's King Shark. Shark. I hope to it's the Shark. If please. If Sorry. It, if it's it, the Shark, please. Is he going to have a dick? What are you talking about? If he... 
If it gives me King Shark's dick, five stars. His I massive shark I, balls. I do not care if the rest of the movie is worse than the first Suicide Squad movie. I will be. give it five stars. If Ragnarok can give us Hulk ass. I don't think you guys this know how sharks shark cock. This is a shark man. I don't. So it yeah, works if, however if we sh- want it to. If this this shark, yes. If this shark can speak, walk on two legs, and legs, has a body, a humanoid body, he Listen, can have a penis. Let's, he can. Let's save this for later. We're we gotta go. We gotta go watch it. All right. All right. Welcome back to talk about the movie that we watched two days ago. Yeah, we two just finished this movie. We came right back from the theater. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, let's get down to it. I definitely I appreciate it, but at the same time, I would have liked to have seen. For those who are expecting no spoilers, turn it off now. I guess. Oh yeah, heavy spoilers. Heavy, I guess we should have said that. Heavy, heavy spoilers. spoilers. I mean, they watch everything it, in the movie is a spoiler. This podcast is spoiler cast. Yeah, oh, yeah, pretty much. We've spoiled every movie we've talked <laughs> about so far. Yeah. But uh, I would have liked to have seen just what every other member that they teased like could have done, like Mongal, Javelin. That would have been... Even even TDK. TDK did what he was supposed to do. God, give me more. That was hysterical. <laughs> he did what he was supposed to give me, do. Should have given me like two more scenes like that. Every time, like just as... Re- more ridiculous than the last. That one shot when he had like his arms were detached and they were shooting just his arms as it was floating <laughs> and he was on the ground spazzing out. That was so good. Yeah, yeah. He just and like then, casually slapping them. But especially <laughs> especially Weasel's death. That one that one made me upset. His eyes like three inches out of his head. Like you even said he looked like he could have died at any moment. Any moment he could have died. <laughs> he he was just, on life support. He could have just coughed and then been fucking gone. <laughs> I kind of wish he was around the entire movie. The two people, I wish Weasel lived and I wish Pete Davidson lived. Yes, Pete Davidson's character was awesome. He was funny. I agree. I wanted yeah. more Pete Davidson. Definitely. I just love Pete Davidson. He's mm-hmm. not like, I just, you know, if we got another Suicide Squad movie or in, like, in that universe, I wanted a prequel and I want more Pete Davidson. Or just bring him back hilarious. to life. There's no rules in comic books. That's yeah, right. just like surgically just put his face him. back we, on. Yeah. That's a cute Or just put... Reassemble his face and put it on a different character, but still just Pete Davidson. That was a good chunk of his face, though, I feel. Yeah, just reassemble. There's no reassembling that. That shit was in micro pieces. <laughs> well, yeah, with he, nanotech, you can do it. There's also that moment where, like, what the fuck does TDK mean? And there he was like, it's my name. He's like, your your name is just letters. And someone else was like, isn't all names letters? TDK stands for the detachable kid, and he just... You think he was trying to keep it a secret from everyone? Like, they... Definitely. They were just going to get there, and they're like, oh, well, they'll find out eventually, I guess. That and I he can. was like, and it's just my little headcanon that he, like, had it in his head, that, oh, they're going to fucking love it. When I tell them what it stands for, and I show them, it's they're going to love moment. it. Everyone's going to be like, wow, TDK. You're so cool. He's the and best. Then they were all no like, and then they were all like, it's... What? So they were just confused, and then he was getting shot in the arms and still shaking oh, on the ground. I don't know what the fuck he did to get into fucking prison like that, dude. They should have done backstories for everyone. Yeah. I was actually really disappointed. Not disappointed, but I was a little let down that there wasn't, like, kind of a flashback for King Shark, the same way that there was for Ratcatcher 2, you know? And I, I kind of wanted there to be, like, a, a brief little... Like, not a whole flashback sequence, but, like, a shot. Like, when they were saying Bloodsport, like, shot Superman with the kryptonite bullet. 
Yeah, like, like a cutaway. Like a quick cutaway shot of him just like shooting, and you can just cut off the head. It's fine the way they did it in Shazam. But just Superman suit gets shot. Quick cutaway, you know. Mm-hmm. But that's all nitpicky. Yeah. I just wish there was, like, we actually got, like, the origin stories, like you said, of, like, every yeah. character. Because we got it for Polka Dot Man, which was awesome. Polka Dot Man, love you. We live, we live in, a, in a time where comic book movies are rampant, and we get characters like Polka Dot Man. Ooh, I'm sorry. In movies. Mm-hmm. Characters that, up until 2021, people have gone, oh, yeah, no, they're, they're unfilmable. You can't put those in movies. A decade ago, people would be laughing. Actually, we are still laughing, but in the right way. But let me ask you then, because like Marvel, they were like, "Yo, we need to adapt something into a movie. We need to make a movie." Finally, you know what they did first? Howard the fucking duck. And Howard the duck, and it flopped. Yeah, but but I'm like, we got to. We were at a point where they were doing shitty characters. People didn't like it because they wanted something a bit more serious. Then we got nothing but seriousness for like. And, well, no, the that's prob- a long time. Ever, the problem forever. with that was early 2000s didn't know how to make it serious without being like middle school angsty teenager type serious. Because mm-hmm. every poster was the main character looking down while rain poured on him. Batman Begins, Superman Returns, Spider-Man 3. Amazing Spider-Man. Was Superman Returns? That was, that was like emo? Was it? The movie itself wasn't, but every poster was pretty much it was that. like It was like advertised as that, but it wasn't. It was literally just... The original Superman, but made in 2006. Yes. It was just that. But they and they the made one. it seem like it was this dark, like, more serious, like, thing. That had been, the, that had been the pitch for both uh, Superman Returns and Man of Steel, which was mm-hmm. when Superman Returns was, like, no trailers were out, no, like, promo pictures or anything. It was just, hey, this movie's happening, it's called Superman Returns, and it's gonna be Brandon Ralph. And they're like, it's going to be a darker, more serious take on the characters, opposed to just light and hopeful. And then that really didn't happen. Well, and then I, Man of Steel came out, and everyone was like, oh yeah, it's going to be darker and more serious take on Superman. And so then to be they, fair, like, in Superman Returns, there were, like, it wasn't, like, dark and serious, but it was, like, kind of sad. Not kinda, sad, yeah. sad, but, like, oh, bittersweet, like, I kind of feel bad now. Yeah. You know? I've seen a lot of people complain about the Suicide Squad on Letterboxd saying that they didn't know how to, like, match, like, the, uh, how to, like, balance the feelings, like, between seriousness and, like, funny. And, like, when I think about, like, stuff that makes me emotional about the movie that isn't, like, oh, super cool, awesome, I think about King Shark not being able to find friends throughout the entire movie, and then finally at the end... He kind of gets a little ragtag team of friends. I think about Polka Dot Man, and then finally, as soon as, you know, he's... He's, like, in the middle of fighting that Starro is the Starro, name. Starro, yeah. He's in the middle of fighting Starro, and he's, like, laying it on Starro, and then he's like, oh, my God, I'm finally a superhero. I'm finally a super... And then he dies, you know? So you get to see him at his peak, like, peak Polka Dot Man, and he dies, and it is devastating. Well, And while, like, I do agree that a lot of the deaths were played off as humorous, because they were humorous... You still have like a bit of empathy for these characters, and I I don't think that I would agree that they. If anything, this movie balanced comedy and you know drama, seriousness, whatever you want to call it, better than a lot of Marvel movies do, and Marvel gets praised for it all the time. I think yeah. as much as I love the movie, I think Doctor Strange was one of the worst with uh, balancing comedy and. There should have been no comedy in that movie. Hundred percent agree. So same, same. That might have been like the off-putting factor for my enjoyment. Like I still think the movies 
like pretty solid, pretty good. I just personally, like, I can't, I always forget about it. I forget it exists. Definitely, and I hate that. Like, because I want to love that. A good example of, like, serious being, you know, overtaken by comedy in a movie like Doctor Strange, he has that serious moment with the girl that he, you know, really liked. And then flipped off his collar. I feel like he realizes, you know, who he is now, what he's going to do. And then it sits on that shot for a second where it could have just cut, showing that he's, you know, embraced the role. And then the co- and then the collar, the cape, like, dries his tears. He's like, no, stop it. Stop it. Mm-hmm. We never got anything like that at a Suicide Squad. They had one tone and they stuck with it. And then the scene went by. And then they stuck with it again. And then, you know, whatever the scene called for, they did. Save for a few times, like... Uh, polka dot man i'm a superhero that could have been a really uplifting moment if they kept him alive it could have Mm -hmm. you know been a really good uplifting moment kind of a character arc almost but then they killed him he did he was at the fin he was at the last part of his character arc and then he's gone that's why i think that's why i think peacemaker's death was kind of like eh in the movie because he wasn't done with his arc yet like you could tell like everybody was telling him like yo the right thing to do is to turn this into the press we got to do like the right thing and he's like no, and you can even see he hesitates at some point, and I don't really remember because we haven't watched it. It was because in a while. Uh, it was because Ratcatcher. She was like, "You haven't. Do you really need to kill me?" And he like sits there for a second, and he's like, "Yes, because I'm thorough." And then he still doesn't pull the trigger. He still sits on that moment for a second after he's like con- tried to convince himself that he's going to, but he still doesn't. Obviously, it's also to give enough time for Bloodsport to come and save the day. But you know that's. You know, you can defend it that that's why he hesitated. But they bring him to life at the end, you know, for his show. Mason, what do you think about the tone and stuff? I think it was fucking legendary. What movie has done that before? Exactly. So, yeah, (laughs) that's fair. It's something new, and I think it's something we should stay with, because I think that tone is, like, very solid for what, I think, especially what James Gunn was trying to do, but I think... It's a good change of pace, especially for DC as well, being so super serious and being what people thought they wanted. Well, But now that we got that, I think I'd prefer that over some type of... Some of the movies we got, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, there's, like, the new Wonder Woman movie. It had, like, comedy in it, right? But it was dumb comedy. Like, it was, didn't need to be there. It's very it conflicting comedy yeah. with the rest of the non-comedy. If Wonder Woman was structured kind of like that... Not like fully like Suicide Squad. Obviously, right. it does. It did that well because that's like because it works with the with the characters that they had said. Yeah. Yeah, but like if you keep that same tone though, in like Wonder Woman, I feel like we're that would throw us into like a new age of like superhero movies or whatever because something different. I think people really enjoy this new. I don't formula. I don't think. And this is just personal opinion. I don't think a tone like that could have worked for Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman is a very serious character for the most part. Like in and even in her stories, she has no like rogue gallery. And in the comics, Superman has asked her, you know, how come you don't have villains like us? And she said, Well, I'm not like you. When I deal with my villains, I deal with them. She kills them. She's a very serious character. So even though these were all murderers, Wonder Woman and, kills. Mm-hmm. Well, that's dope. Yeah. No one ever told me that. Yeah, that's what that's you know one of He has. We've had this conversation. No, we haven't. We have. No, we haven't. This happens a lot. I wasn't (laughs) referring totally just to Wonder Woman, but I'm saying like superhero movies in general. Let me ask you this then. Do you think I think that in my opinion the only way that this worked to for it to be so funny and also like have its moments of seriousness is you would have to have a team of villains. 
And I say this because, or like... Or maybe, maybe not necessarily a team of villains, but a team of, like, B-grade characters that nobody respects. Like, everybody, Z-grade. Everybody respects Superman. Everybody respects Batman. Everybody loves those characters. This nobody is, gives a shit about Polka Dot Man take, take until this, into, this movie. Take this into consideration for a second. I think this is why you dislike Marvel Zombies. It's because it takes all of these characters that are, like, super fucking awesome and super badass and that would normally not be able to be zombies because of who their characters are, and it says, fuck it, let's kill them off anyways, let's just fucking go with it. And I, I do I, I do agree that whenever you do something like this, you do need a team of characters that people don't really care about, because once you, like, get over to the part, like, if this happened with Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, all this stuff, and, like, half of the team fucking died, I think that people would not like that. They, they did it in Endgame, and instead of keeping it permanent, they switched it back like a bunch of pussies. Yeah. So, you in the very it. next movie, minus well, the two between, be, but to be, to be fair, Endgame killed off all the or killed it. You know, yeah, that counts as killing off, not just like erasing from existence. That's killing. Yeah, they killed it. K- killed off all the new characters, though. Had they had they done say they did that with the old characters, they probably would have stuck with it. But they killed off all the new ones. We need mm-hmm. these people for more movies. We can't stick to killing them. Especially characters like Spider-Man, Black Panther. You yeah, know? no. Yeah. Those, those are characters that were just introduced. You can't kill them off now. But they stuck with Tony's death. You know, they've referenced him a couple times. He may have shown up in a flashback or two that I just can't remember. I don't think he has, but... I mean, there's a couple, though, yeah. But, like, in instances like this, where you have, like, people dying like that, left and right, like, characters that you think are going to be there the entire time... It's got to be just like this. It's got to be Suicide Squad. Because, like, if this happened in Birds of Prey, for instance, Birds of Prey got together, teamed up, and they started getting killed off one by one, people wouldn't like that. Especially considering they were only showed up in the last ten minutes of the movie. So yeah. that would have been anticlimactic. Well, but. I think Birds of Prey could have worked like this had the team been, you know, established from the beginning. But well, the rest of Birds of Prey wouldn't have worked with the way they were going for I was also going to ask this, is do you think Birds of Prey... Because Birds of Prey was... Still funny. It was. It had a lot of humor, but it didn't go as like far as Suicide Squad did. It wasn't very rated R for its rated R. I think part of that. There, there's so many things that they could have been. One, just the writers didn't know what, what they wanted. For Birds of Prey. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. You know, I wasn't in that writing booth with them. I don't know. I think. Or because sorry. of the fact that a lot of these characters that were in Birds of Prey are traditionally good guys. Black Canary's a good guy. I was she's gonna green, ask that too. She's Green Arrow's wife. Not in the movies, but like in the comics. They, they get married, they have a son called Connor, by the way. His name's Connor Hawk. It's like DC has two badass characters named Connor. That's my peak. I, I can't top that. <laughs> uh, but uh, she's Green Arrow's wife. And then uh, Huntress is kind of an anti hero, but still very much a good person. It's like Punisher, Red Hood, good guy that kills. So mm-hmm. it kind of makes him an anti hero. Yeah. And I'm trying to think. Why is uh, Wonder Woman not considered an anti-hero then? Because she's a warrior. She's, on the she's, she's established like as a warrior, a soldier. It's like her culture. Like Captain America, he's also a soldier. Yet when he kills, there's a whole fucking debate about it. He gets his, he gets his shield taken away when he kills, and he's a soldier. That's a whole different debate. I'm just saying. That's it's a whole different podcast. Well, I guess I shouldn't have said soldier. I should have stuck with warrior, because warrior has a more, like, historical context behind it. It's like a knight, a warrior, someone with a sword. You know, Captain America has a shield and a weapon, or a tool usually used for protection. So when you see that tool of protection used to take life, it's got this whole, you know, subtext behind it. 
But you see a sword, a weapon designed to kill, you see it kill, you expect it. That's fair. I want to go back to Birds of Prey. I don't know what your question was, but I'm from oh, what I've gathered, the the reason like Birds of Prey wasn't the way it was, I mentioned this a little earlier today, was because of Warner Brothers interference. How the director has said That's like, true. Oh, I wanted this thing to be more like this. I had to like fight for these things. I had to compromise a lot on a lot of things. So it's not entirely the original vision that they were still putting together it's another one of those instances where it's not as bad as like the first suicide squad where that got completely fucked over poor david ayer man poor david ayer but it it was still like enough to be like well this isn't necessarily the movie that the director wanted you know i think there's been three movies out of dc's new lineup that have been to my knowledge i could be wrong always like to say that just to cover my base that i could be wrong we could always be wrong uh, that I think wrong. have been We're all casual, that, always wrong. Yeah, and I think that have been untouched, and that was Man of Steel, mm-hmm. the first Wonder Woman, and then the Suicide Squad. Yeah. Wait, what do you mean untouched? Like no said, studio interference to like said, do your thing. A major level. I, th- I think Man of Steel. I don't think when they did Man of Steel, they went in line with a big connected universe like Marvel. I, no, don't, I don't think they did. No, they. I'm pretty sure when they were making Man of Steel, they were like, we're going to do a really cool Superman trilogy. And then it well, just trilogy, didn't a, a Superman trilogy, sure, but like, you know, a big shared universe. No, with, they weren't necessarily planning Yeah, like that. with Iron Man, they kind of did. They kind of went in there with, we're going to see if this does well, and if this does well, then we're going to do this whole universe. Mm-hmm. But like, I think Man of Steel was supposed to be Superman trilogy maybe reference to other characters and that's it. Like in Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 2 when they said Doctor Strange. That's good, but it's taken. Very similar. And because of that, Warner Brothers told Zack Snyder to just do his thing with Man of Steel. You know, you just make your Superman movie, we'll give you the money, here you go. Then Man of Steel, I don't want to say it did well because it's such a divisive, you know. It was very 50-50 at the time. Yes. But financially, it profited. Mm -hmm. It did well. And... Because of that, they were like, oh, well, shit, we can we can do what Marvel's doing. We've got Superman, we got Batman, we can do this. Zach, here's your sequel, but not your sequel. They can only do it with their villains. DC can only do, like, connected stuff that is fun and exciting with their villains. Because if you look and at all that's this... Also, I think that's also not a personal preference. But I, it is a personal preference. I, I prefer the villains. But if you look at DC movies, when was the last time Marvel has done a movie for one of their villains? None. MCU has not done a single villain movie at all. Whereas if you take DC movies, literally half of their live-action movies are about the villains. They know what people like. They know people like the villains. Marvel knows that. They just, for some reason, won't fucking do it. I, it's, it sucks it's, because... And I, and I hate to say it. No, I don't. I don't hate to say it. It's because of Disney. Disney's the, the family company. We can't make a family movie about well, villains. We, you just saw The Suicide Squad. That's not a family movie. It is Disney, but it's also still like... The, that's you as a parent it's also still like the stigma of like what they have been doing like with these movies like they got to a point where like they just got like here's a formulaic Mar- Marvel movie and that's only just true. now they're like trying to they're break trying the to form. experiment break the tradition and like Loki fair, was a villain and now he's but not he went so much through a, a redemption arc and he's a good guy now yeah he's he's an anti-hero both, both versions of Loki that have existed in the MCU got a redemption arc and became a hero not an anti-hero a hero the new Loki's a hero. No. But that's a whole conversation for another podcast. Harley sure. Quinn's an anti-hero for sure. Now, definitely. Yeah. 
She's well, she's she's I don't know, maybe, the fucking maybe DC not. show, dude. I said she transitions from anti-hero to villain. I'd say she's pretty self-serving. Whatever she needs at that moment, whether that's yeah. doing the right thing or doing the right thing for Harley, that's kind of how she. So when they decided to make her her own character and not Joker's girlfriend, that's kind of how she, you know, that's kind of what she became. That's what I prefer. No Joker's girlfriend, just be Harley. Whatever she fucked that dude and then killed him. That was awesome. That was so cool. You need. I could have died. I would have died the happiest man on the planet. And there is there is not a damn thing you could have done to make my <laughs> life suck from that point. Even death, I would have died with the biggest fucking smile on my face. So Mason, you said you wanted to talk. You said you wanted to say something about the tone earlier. I yeah. forgot what you were saying. So um, I think y'all like read me wrong when I said that. I think y'all like focused on the fact that like what I really liked about it was the fact that people just died left and right. It's not what I was saying and not what I meant when I referenced Wonder Woman. I meant just like it's a very serious movie inherently, right? Like there's things happening they are like, oh shit, right? It's cool things happening but then there's also comedy, comedy in it that doesn't try. You know, it's not con- like that whole scene when Peacemaker like shoots over his shoulder and he's like, not lethal. And he's like, and he talks about the bullet, right? And explodes. And he's, and he's like, no one looks show off. And he's like, it's still... It's whatever, blah, blah, blah. Unless what they're showing off is dope as fuck. John Cena's best role. Absolutely. Yeah, and then Idris Elba turns around and goes, fuck, that's true, right? You didn't... I guarantee you James Gunn, when he was writing that, was just like, ha. And just wrote (laughs) it. Ha. (laughs) That ugly laugh, too. (laughs) (laughs) It's less of like, oh, this is going to really get people, like, slapping their knees in the theater. It's more like... Not funny. Yeah, None and that's what done. I want. That's it yeah. tends to be some works. of the best comedy, anyways. Yeah, like in uh, for a good example of how that works. Almost anything in that I've seen from Taika Waititi, I feel yeah. like he has this or whatever whoever writes those movies that he's because that's very much a hidden thing is that like dry witty dialogue. So I'm sure he's involved in that. It's, you know, to some extent, like uh, the Mandalorian episode that he directed, where it's those two stormtroopers getting really meta and talking. That that's hysterical. Yeah, but he said he had to like pull back on that because he was going too much. For really? someone that's so, for someone that's so damn funny, it really wasn't that funny in Suicide Squad. He, he was one of the most touching moments. I was sad. I really was sad. It was beautiful. I wanted to say I said this coming out of the theater, but if Tycho wasn't in that role, I would have liked to see Crispin Glover in that role because he's in that really famous quote famous. Who knows how famous the movie is? But the movie Willard, where he's just around a bunch of rats all the time. That would have been a fun That would have just been like, ah, yeah. oh, he yeah. was in the rat movie that everyone liked, I think. I think. <laughs> I don't know what the reception is on that. I've never I feel heard like of that movie until... Look too much into it, though. No, people wouldn't have cared, but I would have. Oh, okay. If Crispin <laughs> have... Glover came back and did a Suicide Squad somewhat sequel, people would be like, what is he doing in here? <laughs> I would have loved it. Crispin <laughs> Glover, get in these comic book movies, please. That's how I feel about Leonardo DiCaprio. Just give me one. No, one stay day. far no. away. No. Stay as far yeah, as possible. You tell me he couldn't could do a character like Riddler or something? Leonardo not, Leonardo not, Jim, not Jim Carrey's Riddler like in they the were gonna get, games. They were going to get Leo for Joker before Joaquin at one point. What? Are you shitting what? me? They, I swear to God, that was in that. headlines, whether it's true or not. So you guys, you guys like it better without Joker? You guys like Suicide Squad yes. better without yeah. Joker? At least yeah. without... The Jared first one didn't need Joker. Yeah, you First one didn't need Joker at all. Just give me Harley. You don't even need Harley, but... You shut your nice fucking mouth. Well, well, I'm talking okay. about that. <laughs> Harley was definitely not the main focus of this movie. Obviously, they gave her her glory 
at moments in the movie, mm-hmm. but she was definitely not the main focus. Like I would say the main focus is probably Peacemaker and uh, Bloodsport. Yeah, like those are the definitely. two characters you looked at the most. While they probably had more screen time, yes, but like Harley was definitely not like essential to the story. I feel like she was just kind of there because people love Harley Quinn. Yeah, she was she gone was a, half the time. Yeah, so she was a side character in this, opposed to like her own movie. She only had she that cool hallway character. scene. That was it. Yeah. But the hallway scene, I felt, was a nice little callback to Birds of Prey, where like in Birds of Prey, all the action sequences, she like plays out differently in her head. You know, yeah, it's like, like she's cutesy. narrating the story. Yeah, you know, it's in her head. It's how she remembers it, how she's interpreting everything. Mm-hmm. And I thought the hallway scene was a nice little thing to that. I like that. Yeah. What are you saying? Sorry. Totally oh. forgot. <laughs> flowers. You asshole. Flowers. I'm so sorry. <laughs> flowers, dude. Flowers. Yeah, I was like, because we rewatched that scene, and I was kind of wondering, like, man, how did they get those flowers to do that, bro? And when the... They'll do it in post. I doubt it. The javelin was on the wall. It had, like, the... It was like a video game. Yeah. Like, it reminded me of Doctor Strange. It's like a Doctor Strange portal. It's like, yeah. It was cool. What's was the cool. javelin for? I'm waiting for God to tell me. He goes, oh, Jesus Christ. Or him. Or any of them, really. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good joke. But yeah, Harley Quinn was not the center of the movie. As, like, she normally is because for some reason, I think lately, DC has just been, like, profiting off of Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn has been their, Absolutely. like, their main focus. She's got She's got her own comic line and has had it since, like, 2015, maybe? She has her own comic line now. Uh-huh. That's good. She's got a maybe. TV show. No, she got... No, it was probably around 2015. But yeah, she's got her own TV show. There was Birds of Prey. Is there a Suicide Squad comic book? Yes. Okay. Does it have Polka Dot Man in it? Well, the, the like the very first Suicide Squad comic didn't even have Harley, and it was before Harley even debuted as a character. And yeah, they, Harley was in the 90s with the animated series. Yeah, she was supposed to be a one-off character, but everyone loved her, so they kept her. And it's just those are the best characters. Yeah, that, that's what Joker was supposed to be. Joker was supposed to be a one-off character. Now look at him. He's in fucking everything. He won't get out of anything. Can't get rid of that asshole. Hey, you got rid of him in Suicide Squad. Well, thank God. We He's got rid of him, him once. He's but, gone. I mean, Snyder's Justice League stuff's out the window. That's not coming back. His Joker, they're not going to make a movie about him. He's done. Nah. It's done. Joker's, Joker's done. done. No more. Probably even, broke. So even, glad. Even in Birds of Prey, when they did flashbacks, they didn't, because it was all animated. All the flashbacks and like callbacks that Harley did in her narrating moments were animated. And they didn't draw Jared Leto's Joker. They drew Mark Hamill's Joker. Mm-hmm. Are you for real? Swear to God. He's in a purple suit. That's shitty. That's why when, like, with Sorry, the David Suicide here. Squad, when we're referring to it as, like, a sequel to the first one or, like, a reboot or a soft reboot, it's, like, pretty up in the air based on, like, how you feel, I think. Because I think they're, they're actively trying to just not mention the first Suicide they, Squad. They're, like, connecting it as a sequel to, like, the bare minimum. Yeah. Like, it, out it, of respect it, like, yeah, it for is the very, filmmakers. It is very clear that this is an established universe with DC characters that has had a Suicide Squad before. Mm-hmm. They had Jai Courtney come back as Boomerang, Killed Joel so Kinnaman fast. come back as Red Flag, and Margot come back as Harley. They were the only returning characters, but them coming as returning characters, knowing what the fuck is going on, tells me that it is a sequel. But they can, they can just keep doing it. They can go through the entire DC shitty bad guy roster give and me, keep doing it until the end just of the fucking time. Just keep killing the previous team in the very first scene. Yeah, and give it's the same the thing. It's like she comes back and she's like, all right, 
What are we? Harley Quinn of... just survives in every single instance. I'll, I'll be down. What are we? Some kind of Suicide Squad number three? Honestly, the I, third one. I'm all, I'm always down for another Suicide Squad movie being like a different cast. You know, that's kind of how the Suicide Squad has already worked. Since Harley became a member, like in the comics, she and Deadshot have been like the only real staples of Suicide Squad in comics. Even the animated movies, she, yeah, they're both in those. I think. And uh, but like I, I would be down with another Suicide Squad with a different cast of characters. Although I would be lying if I said I didn't want a sequel with this particular cast of characters. I want more of them. I loved them. The way with 2016s, I didn't care aside from anybody but Harley. But there's a bunch of personal biases in there that I'm not going to talk about. I don't remember that movie at all. I don't remember a single. I remember too much of that movie because I actually really liked it at first, and then I was like, "Wait a minute, this." I don't think sucks. it was the worst. I remember the bar scene. Sorry, one bar scene, and I was like, "Oh, that was." That a was like good the scene. only Ayer scene that they did not touch. Was that bar scene? It was good. I remember I think... that was like the first movie I remember walking out of theaters. The very first movie out of theaters where I was like, "Wow, you did not." I hated that. Oh, I thought you said you just walked out like in the middle of the. No, movie. I never do that. Look, man, you even just if I hate the movie, it? I can't do that. It hurts me. Yeah, that's terrible. I've I've done that before. You've really walked out of a movie? Uh-huh. You've walked out of a movie? What was that one shitty Sherlock Holmes movie with Will Ferrell? Oh, yeah. Holmes, Holmes and Watson. Watson. Yeah. That just, got a, well, that got a Razzie. like that, maybe. They um, want a Razzie. Deserves it, honestly. Mm-hmm. I walked out during a scene where he was vomiting for five minutes. Literal five minutes. Oh, nice. So I was like... Is was it like Family Guy humor vomiting? Yeah. He mm. was just like throwing up. Okay. And it just kept going. And maybe after like two or three Oscar. minutes, I was like, man. Vomit Oscar. I walked out of Frozen. Oh, nice. I couldn't even drive, so I just sat in the concession stand until the movie was over. Well, you just didn't like it? Or I hated it. You were just bored. What was wrong with it? I didn't watch that movie, so... Oh, God. It I just bad. I, I, I was four, it, I was but... 14. I'm still not crazy about it. I've, I've rewatched it recently. I'm not crazy about it, but, you know, I'd, like, overplayed how much I hated it, but I hated it enough to walk out. You don't like musicals. We get it. Animated musicals don't bother me. It's live-action ones that do. Cause I'm that I'm that one asshole that watches a live action musical and goes, is nobody gonna question why these people just broke out into choreographed dance? Why does that same that movie happen? Animated, then it's okay. Yes, that's it's happened. animated. It's drawn. It's a cartoon. Who the fuck cares? That's that should have happened strange. in the Suicide Squad movie. They should have had a musical a, number. They should have had a musical number. God no, 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 no. Yeah, and in, in like the the club, they like start playing jazz, and then one of them just like hops on the table. Stop it! I already know where you're going <laughs> with that. Shut up. Now dig on. I would have loved it. That would have been awesome. I would have loved it if Polka Dot Man started singing, right? And mm-hmm. then, like, three words into it, some random guy was just like, No! <laughs> no! He did kind of get... Just stopped. That hair flipping when he was dancing. Can oh, we yeah, talk about hot. the fact that I kind of actually felt bad for him at the beginning when uh, they're taking Polka Dot Man out of his cell and Calendar Man looks at him and calls him a pussy or something. I don't remember what he called him. But yeah. He insulted him, and Calendar Man just doesn't say anything. He just kind of like looks down and sulks. I was like, oh, come here. I want to give you a hug. He says, I'm looking for an opening for my kid's birthday party. That's what it yeah. was. Yeah. I saw people were upset that Calendar Man was just in that scene, and then nothing else. Well, well he's Cal- in jail. Calendar yeah. Man wouldn't have worked in a movie like that anyways. He'll he be had, in the next one. He doesn't have any powers. He's a serial killer that kills people on holidays. How are you going to put that in a movie like this and make well, it interesting? Well, that's the guy in the Arkham games when he's sitting in the cell and he's yep. writing all that shit. Yep. Oh, that's the cool. Peacemaker show. Do it, Sean. Do you think Do you think for the Peacemaker show, first of all, 
Like it could, knowing that there was going to be a Peacemaker show ruined that entire yeah. thing for me. I thought I legit me and Mason both said like looked at each other and thought that it was going to be a prequel. We thought that they were going to because they killed everybody else off. I absolutely forgot there was a show like while I was watching, so I, it was good for me. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll admit it kind of ruined it because I was like, oh man, he has plot armor now. Fuck. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I legit, I, I, mean, I didn't consider plot armor for the show. I just assumed it was going to be a prequel after they killed him. Well, it was the fact that they started an arc with him and he almost finished it, and then he got shot in the neck. And then I also knew that he had a show going out, and there's no way they're going to make an entire show about a literal like bad bad guy like he's gonna have an arc he's not gonna be the same at the end of the give show give me give me give me a show about a bad bad guy damn it you want to talk about them being pussies don't give I, me a redemption arc i completely agree with you but in media like these <laughs> filmmakers and these showrunners they want to tell the story because they you have you also it's also really hard to make a movie or a show where the main character is just fucking awful like evil because you because you, you you want your viewers to like the character on more than just a piece fun to watch. But you want them to like him as a person. You really can't do that if the main character is evil, shitty, whatever, from start to finish. Because mm-hmm. at that point, it's just a stagnant character as well. On the Twitter of the Peacemaker show, he said, he tweeted out something. It was like, what if? And then it was like describing his character. And then in it, it said that he had like daddy issues and... He had, like, a bad life or something like that. So they're going to make him sympathetic in some way. I'm ready for that. But in terms of sympathetic characters, I wanted to ask you, wasn't it, like, cool? Wasn't it cool? (laughs) Wasn't it very cool that Starro, whenever they finally killed Starro, and Starro's last words was, I was happy... Floating in space, floating in the stars. Floating in space and looking at the stars. But then you go back to when Starro was first discovered, and they were just floating in space. And those astronauts took him out of space, put him in the ship, and was like, come on, baby, we're going back to Earth. So, like, mm-hmm. in terms of sympathetic character, you kind of do feel bad for Starro. Plus, he was getting experimented on for, like, 20 years. Starro's a victim. 30 years. 30 years? 30 years. He was a victim. Yeah, if we want like, to talk, he's just an innocent we... life form that was just doing what his natural, like, being is supposed wanna, to do. If we want to talk nerfed and changed characters, then Starro was definitely one of them. In the comics, Starro is, like, a galaxy level threat that is a conqueror he goes out to these places to to take over to conquer he's not a victim but this the movie the movie made him a victim this is a baby starro well speaking of baby starro in the comics there's this in recent comics too this is a pretty new thing uh there's this big event and this is just a fun little fact no i know he was looking at himself in the mirror (laughs) 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 and uh well Starro is, like, fighting the Justice League. This is big, like, crisis event. And then Starro, at the end, has a change of heart and wants to help. And in his sacrifice, he sacrifices himself. But he's kind of, like, split off into a bunch of different baby ones. And he takes over... Oh, no, I know. That doesn't happen. But, like, splits off into a bunch of baby ones. They all die except for one. And Batman keeps it in a jar. And then, as this little baby Starro grows up, he just imprints that Batman is his dad. And starts calling Batman father and dad. And he goes to sleep and has dreams that he becomes the best Robin and just wants to help. My heart. Put that in movies. Yeah. That's amazing. That's one of the greatest things I've ever heard in my entire life. Dude, that's why Batman didn't help. Because he was there just collecting the babies. I'm going to get so many Robins out of this. (laughs) I'm going to get so many Robins. (laughs) 
That's true. potential. I don't know. But I thought I thought I've never it was had cool. an alien Robin before. This could be really good. <laughs> I thought it was cool that like because the mask you know, on his one eye. <laughs> I'm I'm a sucker for sympathetic bad guys. I really am. You guys know this. I love a bad guy with a good tragic backstory. And like when it comes to like them, most of the characters that we saw. Like Brick Flag, for example, wasn't he? Didn't really seem like a bad guy at all. He's not. No, he's a bad not. Guy. He's he's, he's, he's just army dude that was guiding them. Yeah, he was just assigned to oh, be their commander. Yeah. yeah, he was to make sure. Like in the first one, he was there to make sure that they didn't go and escape. So he oh, can, like, he press was the in bomb. the first one, huh? Or someone else would press the bomb if he like. Hey, they're escaping. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of. I feel sad now that we're not gonna get any more Rick Flag because I really yeah. liked Rick Flag, especially in this one. Too. Yeah. Like, he was super awesome. southern now too and I was like bro yeah the why? cowboy hat he was wearing in the dance club yeah the dance club his like his draw <laughs> got more southern in this one I yeah feel. the first one he was just kind of basic army guy yeah I can't remember any southern anything from him him and him and Harley would have would have fucked dude at some point they were friends oh they hugged for a really long oh, time oh man Harley and Deadshot Especially in the comics, have a massive thing. Whatever in Deadshot they, in Deadshot, whenever oh. they get together in like a Suicide Squad team up, like there was one point. This was in New Fifty Two. This is when Joker had that awful design where his face was like stapled back onto him because somebody cut it off, awesome. or Harley got a hold of his face and put it on Deadshot, and then raped him. Oh, what is? Why does it always go to that? Because he didn't want to do it. He was tied up on a chair, and she was like, Joker's face on your face, pants off, I'm on. So the two two people, or maybe the same person, have had Harley rape two different people for some reason. But it was okay, because she's hot. Well, I don't think movies. that that. I don't think she that raped that. Nightwing in the animated movie. Well, I was talking. And then Nightwing was like, oh, it's okay, look at her. It's like. The things Who I writing do for that, that's all Bruce Tim writing. Bruce Tim gets horny as shit when he writes. See, this is why I think that Harley now in the Suicide Squad is the best that she's ever been. Yes. I agree. She's so good. She's gotten over Joker. If Joker ever came back and they got back together, it'd ruin her entire character. It's like she's gonna I, be. I would still say now. the Birds of Prey movie is the best depiction of Harley's character, like as a character. As she's an individual the main character, character. Yes. because she's still a side character in this one. But if she had more. In this movie, I'd probably say, yeah, this is, this is probably the best one. I agree. For her. That song that they were playing during Harley's hallway scene, that was nice. Beautiful. That was good. The music, that was awesome. In the fucking dance club scene, you guys already know this. Why do I keep calling it a dance club? It was like a bar. You, you can only dance there. Only. It was that's the it. best bar. The best one that's ever been shown in film. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I'm gonna kinda, go there. it was really good. It was nice. The lighting was good. Yeah. That shot. There. I'm just gonna get this out of the way. There's the shot whenever uh, Polka Dot Man is dancing, and he's got these groovy pants on. Man, Polka Dot Man looked awesome the entire movie. Mm-hmm. Like whenever he wasn't in his Polka Dot stuff, he looked like man. This was dripping. He bro. was he was dripping. He was man. He was he looked great. So he was dancing in the club, and he's just finally at some point he's gotten out of his shell. He's having a good drink. He's got some friends, and he's dancing. You could see the joy on his face, and he's moving like no one's ever moved before, bro. And then they have the camera come up, and then it spins. It does like a 180 little movement all around him, and then it's it's just so beautiful. I don't know, Polka Dot Man, Polka Dot Man, King Shark, and uh, Ratcatcher Two, and Ratcatcher Two, I think were my three favorite. Mm-hmm. I definitely want to talk more about King Shark. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, well, the, the problem is I want to talk more, but there's not a lot to talk about because he, you know, he was in there when he needed to be. 
you know, he, with the type of character they had written him to be, he was in there like exactly the right amount for it to be funny every time or heartwarming when it needed to be and not overstay its welcome almost. Everybody, you know, everybody has said they wanted more King Shark and, you know, I do too, but looking back on it with no, like, you know, just, I love him so much. He was in there the exact amount of, you know, screen time he needed to be. But because of that, it's not a whole lot. So there's not a whole lot to talk about. I could talk about Bird. Because I love that line for <laughs> so, for some fucking reason. It's my favorite mo King Shark moment. Nom nom. Nom nom. <laughs> and then he just gets the, yeah, that whole like, well, I think it's a one shot or if not. There's a, a lot of really good one shots. Like, not like extreme, like, oh, this whole scene is in one shot, but like, where a lot like of several in one shots yeah. within the, camp. the one scene. The camp. There's a lot of one shots that are like, they're just like on someone's shoulder and then they're just like going around their shoulder. But like the shoulder's still in one place, but the camera's just moving everywhere. Yeah. It looked a lot cooler in theaters. Yeah. Than it did on the TV. I didn't even recognize it in the TV, but in the theaters, the camera movement was just. It was everywhere. It was always amazing. moving. Talk about the Almost. the camp scene. Why did you like that so much? Why did you pick that scene out of all the scenes to be your favorite? I'm, dude, I'm just really, like, a sucker for shit like that, where people just walk through it, just, like, slowly take people out, dude. I don't know why. I feel like John Wick has moments like that, too. John Wick, uh, the Daredevil show, and not, like, he's not, like, it's not, like, slow, but it's just so, like, well choreographed. Mm -hmm. It's not, like... You know, it's definitely it, better than other fight scenes where they like sit in one place and they're just throwing punches. Like, yeah. there's a lot more into it. And there's that. not like a lot of cuts that don't make sense. You know, they cut a lot in like major fight scenes to make it look more like fast paced and shit. Mm -hmm. This was just like they knew what they were doing and they were just bah, 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 bah. just strolling in, yeah, one by one. Give me know? a fight sequence that shot like a Mortal Kombat game where it's literally one camera shot, it's a wide shot. And the whole fight scene is in that one shot. I would love to see that. Yeah, I think the editing, you were right. The way that they edited that entire sequence was just fucking incredible. The entire movie was edited really well. The, the Suicide Squad versus Starro. All yes. the title cards, awesome. like on the toilet seat. Like, this is my favorite, like, film with title cards. Jotunheim? Yeah. That was good. I think you'll find out real fast, or like, people who are listening, that... When it, the movie does editing very well, I give it like five stars, dude. Mm -hmm. yeah. like that is my that's my top tier thing. You do that well, I'll suck your dick, bro. Like, <laughs> if this movie had a dick, you'd suck it. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. No yes. wonder it's too. the same editor as both Guardians, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Hateful Eight, Django Unchained, Fast Five, Tokyo Drift, the two best Fast and Furious movies that both I've edited seen. very well. The only ones that I've seen. Both edited franchise. very well. The rest I have not seen. What did you wince at? Which movie did you wince at, Mason? Uh, fuck, what movies would you say again? Django Unchained, Hateful Eight. Oh, The Hateful Eight. I did not like The Hateful Eight. Really? I don't think I've yeah. seen it. I really like The Hateful Eight. What does wince at mean? Wince, like... Wince? You know, when you wince, oh. like, cringe, you wince at... Did like, you wince at? Okay. You didn't like Hateful Eight? It was long. Long movie. Three hours was, long. Yeah, it was long. The, the, it was very dialogue-driven, which is cool, but it just felt like... The movie theater, like, the theatrical release is only, like... Two hours? We watched it. I saw it by myself. No, bro. We bring this up every time. We talk about it every time, but we watch it together, I promise you. Anyway. It may have been a second viewing, <laughs> but I watched it by myself. It was a second time. viewing. You guys were like, yo, you guys got to see this movie. Okay. And we were like, bet. Okay. So, but, um... Didn't, didn't Wes say that we go about that a lot? We didn't have that conversation. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. <laughs> we talked about Howard the Duck in this podcast, too. 
Yeah. We talk about Howard every fucking podcast. Jesus Christ, we're gonna. Have Howard to is gonna be our final podcast episode. <laughs> the last one ever. The final. Speaking the of, final we're gonna stick to it. That's that's when you'll finally crack out that four uh, K steelbook that you bought today. That's when we'll finally yeah. have a four K TV and a player. I got the four K steelbook for Howard the Duck, my first four K movie. Would you guys buy this? Suicide Squad. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Fucking literally. Four K steelbook. Absolutely. This would be the first comic book movie, other than like the the first mainstream comic book movie that I own. I think because I own Spawn, I own. Some Do you other not own stuff. Joker? No. Really? Like, no. I wish I owned Joker. I like. I would like to own Joker, but I'm waiting for a release that includes something that isn't just like a little bit of a commentary. Because the special features for the Joker so far are like not as good as I want them to be. I want somebody to come in and just do a whole like two-hour thing, like a special feature. Criterion, pick up the Joker, bitch. You know, who knows? Criterion never <laughs> will. Criterion never just will. pick up it's all of a, our movies that we like. It's got a comic book logo in front of it. They'll never pick that up. I never thought they would pick up Uncut Gems. They did. They did pick up Princess Bride. They if up they Princess can Bride. pick up a Princess Bride, they can pick up Joker. Suicide Squad, dude. Suicide Squad Criterion release, 2021. It'll come, it'll come with a fully black and white version. Do you hear me, Mr. Criterion? <laughs> Mr. Get Cri- on it. <laughs> Mr. Criterion? <laughs> I got him on speed dial. <laughs> <laughs> that too. <laughs> Anyways, I don't know. Movie. movie. Good movie. Uh, I want to go back to the editing thing. Uh, justify my answer. When I said I like in movies that have like really good editing, I meant like there's two types of things. Like, there's really good editing, but like that editing is done like not by the director it's just like the editor is really good and made like mm-hmm. whatever he was given look good i'm talking about like this was obviously planned from the start editing you know like this was not like a like, ah, like, this was like storyboards put to life yeah this completely. is like exactly how it was planned from the very get-go like that's mm-hmm. like, like scott about, pilgrim, like, scott pilgrim vision, this movie baby like, this driver all, Stone, it was much. there before you know like it, this is like a pre-production thing yeah you know that is where I'm like, I love you. You know, and you can That's tell what the films, today. and this was definitely one of them. Yeah. I want to see a behind the scenes for that Jotunheim uh, title card. Yeah, I really want to see like them like build that and set up the shot. Turns yeah. out it was all CGI. That would upset me. It's either all CGI or they took like they're gonna show thirty seconds of them speed building it, and that's it. That's kind of sad. They always do that in behind the scenes things. It hurts me. Like, just show me the whole like. Three days you spent working on it, please. All real I'm, time. Yeah, no, I want my three-day cut of the special features of the building, the Jotunheim title card. Yes. What was your favorite scene, Connor? Your favorite? That was the one that we watched, right? With the, the, yeah, it was the the Harley hallway scene combined with the them getting ready to bust her out, and she just turns around and goes, "What are y'all doing?" Because it also has bird in it. Did bird. you enjoy that? I- I'm I'm wondering because that entire sequence, whenever Harley comes out and they're like, "What are you guys doing?" That was in the trailers. That was in both of them. Yeah. You enjoyed it that much whenever you watched the movie. Still. Oh yeah. Really. Because what the, what I saw was like them talking over the walk over the walkies. I did not get the bird in the in the clip that I watched. <laughs> the bird. <laughs> I, I I need to address why I love that so much, and it's literally just because of how hyper fixated. King Shark is on that fucking pigeon. He's just staring at it and just bird. And then they're like, "All right, stay off the comms." And that's it. It's so funny to me. This movie I, hated birds. It really did. Birds are easy to kill without any 
No, they even said it in the in the credits because we waited until the after credits. There was a part where it's like no animals were harmed in the making of this movie. There was also there was a Toxic Avenger credit, and I have no clue what that was. Did, yeah, did anyone look, look that into up. that? No, it just it's just credited the movie Toxic Avenger by by um. God, what is the studio called? I'm sorry. Let me I don't look know, it up. Dude, I haven't but seen Toxic Avenger. Don't, while he's looking that up, because what the that part that I saw in the trailer was. Rick Flag talking to Bloodsport and Ratcatcher. Drama Entertainment. What was it? Drama, Drama Entertainment. Entertainment. Oh. That's so weird that it was Toxic Avenger credit. I, d- I don't know what that was for. Maybe they used like an audio clip from it? I don't, I don't know. I need that answer. James Gunn. Give us what a did call. You, what did you use from Toxic Avenger? Did I just miss something? Am I stupid? Isn't he producing yeah. Toxic Avenger? Is he? He's doing... No, I'm not going to get into that. Anyways, what was your favorite scene? Oh, are you not done? I'm no, sorry. it's just because like what I saw was like a fraction of that scene in full. It was it's it was like cut up anyways to where it wasn't the full exchange like over the walkie and then and then it stopped at well, I could go back inside and we can do it again and then it was over. So I didn't get to see the aftermath. I didn't get to see Bird and it was just yeah. I got to see the full uh exchange there. That was a good exchange. It was definitely also just the cherry on top was that's patronizing as he's coming down. I just really like that like snappy dialogue between each other. That voice change thing that his helmet does, you didn't hear that a lot throughout the movie. No, but it was I didn't think cool. it changed his voice. I thought it just muffled it because he had a helmet on. No, it, it, like, it, sounded like, it, it sounded electronic. It? Yeah. yeah, it was like a Kylo Ren effect. Yeah, oh. that's what I was thinking. It was like that, but obviously not the same effect. Also, I just love how the... It is very clear that Bloodsport's helmet was inspired by the Xenomorph. Like, it was pretty, pretty obvious. He looked like, uh... He looked like Riku in Kingdom Hearts 2 whenever he comes back and he's got the helmet on. That's gonna be the super nerdiest thing, but if you ever play Kingdom Hearts, you're gonna know what I'm talking about. He looks the exact <laughs> same. He's got the, like, little... like there's, He's covered in black and everything. It looks dope. I don't know. What was your favorite scene? Uh, before that, how do you say King Shark's name? Nanue? Nanue. Non, non, Is it Nanue? Something? Something. Nanue, I think? I no, heard it like... It was like... It was just like it, said a few different ways throughout the film. And yeah. I wasn't sure it's because I was hearing it different every time or it's because they were saying it different every time. But anyway... Well, to be sure, I think like whoever... Like it may have been said like three different times. So I think it was from like three different people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ratcatcher. No, no, all from different Nanue. people. Nanawe? Nanawe. Nanawe. So, my favorite scene is kind of two scenes, but they were like right back to back to each other. But when Nanawe, yes, <laughs> when Nanawe went into the, the whole tank and he was like, oh, new dumb friends. New dumb friends. And he was just <laughs> running back and forth. He was jumping, he was jumping up a- and down. He was having a grand old time. Oh. It was just so beautiful. And the music was so majestic. That, that Original. Like, original composition. Yes. From, what's his name? Oh, the composer. Was Let it, me look up your name. Mark Webb? Was that what it is? No, that... Mark Webb is the director of the <laughs> Amazing Spider-Man movies. Hey, dude. I think it's because we bought Clown the other day. It's in my head. Yeah, we That's did. John Watts. John Murphy, the composer. Good job. Hey, that was close. Yeah. John Murphy, good <laughs> job. Instead of John... <laughs> It was a beautiful score. It, it touched my heart to no end. That's like one of my favorite moments in any comic in any comic book movie. 
Yeah, that was good. That my was mind good. works faster than my mouth. But Me too. Then my, my other favorite scene, which was right after the follow-up, is when uh, Milton dies. And then they're having that whole back and forth. Like, yes. who was Milton? Like, when did this whole love affair start? I liked him from the start. I just didn't want to say anything. Like, Polka Dot Man, gay or not? He's gay. Bye or not? Bye, bye or not? At least bye. He was into Milton. Like, there was some sort of, like, romantic... Not, like, romantic. <laughs> but he was into Milton. He liked him. Like, That's, like, though, subtext. Even though I said that I feel like y'all may have been reading in the line too much, had James Gunn, like, said, yeah, no, that was... Definitely me making him gay. I'm like, yeah, okay. I think considering you got him on speed dial. No, not James Gunn. <laughs> Somebody. I feel like considering I the other moments. Considering the other moments with Polka Dot Man, just like the way he said, like some lines, the way he like, just the way he's presented. I feel like it's not too much of a reach to say that line was. I, like I don't. I'm not saying it was a reach. No, I know. I, I didn't mean to like start it, a whole discussion. I'm so sorry. No, you're good. I just I think it's a nice <laughs> I can't discussion. Can't help but feel like. I was put on the defensive here. I wasn't trying to... You know, no, not no, at all. No, we, he's no. not gay. That's not what I was saying <laughs> no, at you all. You could have said that. We could have moved on. But that's been, not what I was saying. We could have been on the full frontal dick by now. Yeah. yeah. Let's go ahead and move on then. <laughs> How'd you like that? You didn't see it the first time in No, theaters. I didn't see it the first time because I wasn't like looking for it, I guess, like you guys were. I was just... I, I think it, I was also like super like enjoying... Again, that's my favorite scene, but I didn't notice that. I was just like focused on... like. But now that yeah. you know it, it made it ten times better, right? I mean, not really. The way it, it, it I didn't see it flop because I wasn't focused on it the first time. Slanging, so. dude. I was like yeah. analyzing every frame, looking for full frontal nudity because I thought it'd be like a brief thing, you know. But no, like, there was a fair amount. It was on there no. for for like a solid couple seconds, long enough for you to go, "Oh, that's a dick," and not just, "Hey, did you notice the penis?" There was no some, King Shark penis, unfortunately. Yeah. Unfortunate. Maybe next time we'll get King Shark Hopefully. penis. Those what? massive shark balls. I don't think so, bro. I don't think so. Maybe shark ass. Does he have? He does. King Shark have like a full set of hands. It's like fingers and thumbs. Yeah, he, he had, had hands. Was it? They, web? Are, they are webbed, webbed fingers. Oh, okay. I don't know why I. I had a really good question, but it's gone now. Wait, how does? No, never mind. I was about to go in like, how does how does he poop with toilets that tiny for him? But then I. Remember, they were in the jungle. I think he's a shark. Yeah, that too. <laughs> Sharks shark. Yeah, they do. They just do it in a cool shark way. We don't <laughs> the know fuck that. is a cool shark way? Well, it's like how horses sleep in a cool horse way. Just like that. Yeah. And cows? I guess. <laughs> Tell me why I'm about to look up sharks pooping. Anyways. <laughs> I don't know. You, you like should to... also look up walrus sucking his own penis. I don't want to look that up. They're massive, dude. I, I wouldn't be surprised if God King Shark's dick just God like comes damn. out. What do you, did you find the dick or the poop? No, the shark shitting. Okay. It's like a fucking fire extinguisher just... <laughs> <laughs> this shit's going everywhere. <laughs> oh, my God. oh shit, it's all falling down. <laughs> oh my God. For those listening, Kane just hit his head on a cabinet and everything attacked. came crashing down. I was attacked by pop figures. <laughs> so many Spider-Men. Well, anyways, I think that it's cool that whenever King Shark finally found some, like, friends that he thought, like, were on his, like, same intellectual level, he was finally to the point where he's like, yo, these people are awesome, and then the second that they get unleashed, they just fucking almost kill him, man. They almost kill him. Assholes. It's so sad. And then he tried to connect with Peacemaker, and Peacemaker was a dick about it, and then left him in that room by himself and King Shark I think King Shark was just so disrespected the entire movie by everybody but yes. Ratcatcher 
Anytime yes. he was just shot at, just obliterated with bullets, I was very scared. Me by the too. Time, by the time he got so mad, like he had fallen and they were shooting at him and stuff, he got so mad. I was like, yes, finally. Like, not finally, Shark because theory. he had been badass the entire time, but like, finally. I was kind of expecting him to go like all out on a bunch of soldiers. He just went off on that one. No, just the one and kept chewing on his head like <laughs> like a wing. They can't, they can't really kill him. I don't know how they had him captured in the first place. I don't really understand. Maybe it was, it was pretty like a, easy going. I don't think it was that hard. Maybe they're like, yeah. hey, you can have this book. And he's like, book? He reads so good. <laughs> he's smart. He just goes and lives there now because he has a book. I can't disagree with you. That's probably what happened. I feel like he was probably like getting through his first victim, just eating him, and then he was just chewing on the bone like he was in the movie. He's and then, sitting there on his ass. Then the ass. government was just like, get the shark while he's chewing. Yeah, he, he probably just, just got him. on his ass like... You see that one picture of Patrick where he's just sitting there with a fucking board nailed to his head? He was just kind of sitting, sitting like that with a head in his mouth, gnawing on it, and then like a whole government team swarms in, get the shark, and then they, they get just, a net over him and just drag him. Yeah. Like playing And he's the still fucking eating the head. Where we go? <laughs> that's it. That's how he got captured. I love him. I do too. God, that scene where he ripped that dude in half too, bro. Ugh. And the fact that that was like was done sex. with, like the actual ripping was done with practical effects. Yeah, well, I can't believe they got an actual volunteer to I know, be right? ripped in half. Talk about commitment. But yeah. now that we rewatched it, now that we rewatched it, but I watched it on YouTube a little bit, and whenever he rips it in half, like it pauses for a second, you can like hear a camera shutter, and it's like really good. It's like, nice. And it's like, whoa. Beautiful. Like, that's a beautiful shot. Like, I want to see that. Like, I want to I wanna see that in a frame somewhere. I want that framed on my wall. I definitely want, if we had to get a shot of this movie framed, aside from any frame with Margo in it, um, I like the wide shot where it's like real white behind the background. It's mm-hmm. raining and you see all of them and then Milton's just crammed in the side. I, I just love how Milton was like just walking in. Then you can see his whole silhouette and then it cuts before he's there for too long. Yeah. That was so beautiful. The whole Milton gag was just, oh. Like I said, I it was what, it I want was a Milton what, action figure. It was, I, I bet. Just wait. Milton just action wait. figure? You will probably, they made one for Peter in Deadpool 2. Perfect. I just saw the I just saw the ad on Facebook. Thought it looked kind of fun. They gave him a figure. Perfect. He deserved it. That was a good guy. But uh, speaking of Deadpool too, the Milton gag was just like what they tried to do with uh, the taxi driver at the final fight in Deadpool two. Like he was like, "I'm gonna come," and they were like, "No, you stay here." And then like you get slow mo shot of Cable, Domino, Deadpool, Colossus, and all of them walking up, and then Dopin is just running up behind him in slow mo. It was the same gag, just it was done so much better here because they never addressed him. He was just there. He held yeah. his own, man. I don't. He was. He didn't up there. do anything. He got shot. The, at the very end, he did not buckle under any pressure. He was just there. He, he was buckled under no pressure. He was helping remove. He was helping plant the bombs. I think you forget he was a resistance fighter. I do. I did so, forget that. Oh, I, 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 I forgot he, he was fights. just a... I hike he forgot that. I thought he was just a bus driver. Yeah, the whole backstory, and you're just like, ha, I'm Milton. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you had a whole Wikipedia page just for him. Where's, where's, my, where's my DC up. fandom wiki over Milton? <laughs> Milton. <laughs> Turns out he was an actual comic character or some shit. Well, Probably. I know I talked about Polka Dot Man and his dancing and that shot that I really like, but my entire 
My entire thing that I really loved is just that entire club scene because you got to see the characters like kind of unwind for the first time ever. The only and time, just, really. Yeah, the only time in the entire movie, but they're having a good time. You can tell that if the circumstances were different... They'd be friends. They'd be friends. They're like good... They're not good people. They, they're bad people, but they're good friends. Although, the, if, I guess you can say they're not good people, but if there's one common theme between both of these Suicide Squad movies is that... These guys aren't totally bad either. Like deep down, they're 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 good deep down on the inside. They are good. I don't know about the Weasel, circumstances. Man. Weasel killed twenty seven children. <laughs> I don't that, know about he Weasel. was just a feral fucking beast that we never got to see. Well, that's probably why he wasn't included because he probably is evil. But that's evil. Fair. But evil the Weasel. the rest of our stars, they're like <laughs> they're just putting these situations that just make them bad guys. You know. Yeah. And to be fair, like. Bloodsport's comic origin, which they kind of didn't talk about, um, is he was a, a soldier served in war, came back, and he was just psychologically tortured when he got back to being conditioned that he and his brother went to war. And then, like, you know, the world punishes everybody. He was just psychologically broken and brainwashed into thinking one way when he wouldn't have been, you know, this murderous killer if he wasn't just brainwashed. Which I like is... that the at the end, whenever his daughter was finally watching the TV, and he she saw that it was her, her dad, like defeating Starro, and that was like the, that was a really cute moment. I do wish they kind of gave us one more moment with them together to kind of yep yeah tie it up because the only other scene they're just saying fuck you no fuck you yeah <laughs> it was like it was from one extreme <laughs> to the other. It's like I wasn't sure, if, like. Because right after that, they, like, threatened his daughter in front of him, and he got really mad. But at that point, I was like, well, do you care? Cause you... He does. He He's very, to me... Like, I know he probably does, but considering the only glimpse of their relationship that we saw was, nah, fuck you, you piece of shit. I don't even want you to exist. Well, I, I feel like I feel like he never meant that. I feel like he said that to get her away from him, because yeah. if she got close to him, she'd be in danger, which she was. Mm-hmm. That's always the trope. But well, yeah, you but... are right. You are correct. It wasn't even her fault. Yeah. I mean, they would have done it whether or not she was far away or not, I feel. They yeah, but he doesn't know her. that. He just thinks if she's close to me, then she's in danger. And if she's not, then she won't be. Oh, speaking of which, the At girl, least in danger by the world that I've put myself into. Yeah. The woman that, like, made that is, like, recruiting for the Suicide Squad. Waller. She, yeah, Waller. She seemed like, in the first movie, she, like, was, like, not evil, really, at all. She was just kind of inconvenienced most of the time. And in this one, she was she was the bad bad guy. Yeah, no, she was like the Her actual bad guy. Waller, bad guy. Waller is fucking awful in just about every iteration she's ever been in. Oh, that's she, like a comic book thing. Yeah, she's oh, okay. she's terrible. What about the guy with the glasses? The funny guy. He was just for the movie. Oh. Yeah. So, the reason why I hate Amanda Waller so much, comic books, movies, video games, she never loses either. She never loses. This is the first time. The first time I've ever seen her like lose in any situation. Well, to, the, and she the, never does, and that's why I hate her so much. And the justice. Well, she didn't like completely lose. She still got. No, but, like, the secret, she got, like, I've never even gotten like to that extent. Yeah, yeah. she's definitely the best. Lost for her in the Justice League cartoon. Uh, there was one scene or one episode where Amanda Waller's tracking some person that I can't remember his name, but like. He has connections with Hot Girl, and so the Justice League try to protect him, but Amanda is hell bent on, you know, taking this guy in. And at the end of the and at the end of the episode, 
it all comes to a head. It looks like Amanda's about to get what she's wanting and her whole like SWAT team or whatever's coming to close it on this guy. And Batman comes in, steps in between them, is like, you're not taking him. And Amanda just kind of looks at him. You're one man, like snaps your fingers. And then these two guys come in between Amanda and Batman. And Batman just takes a couple steps back and Aquaman and Superman just come and step in front of him. And then Amanda, and then Batman looks at Amanda and goes, mine's bigger than yours. And then Amanda calls her troops back and that was another time where she had lost. I had no idea she existed before this movie. Yeah, she's and she's awful. She's in Smallville too. Is she? Yeah. There's a whole Suicide Squad in Smallville. Really? Yeah, it's not like the greatest, but it's pretty fun. <laughs> it's like, it's 2000s television. Yeah. Yeah. So it's charming. For the 2000s. Like, Amanda Waller was even shitty in the Telltale Batman game. Oh, no, that's like my least favorite. Yeah. She's She's in the Batman. What the fuck? She's in everything. She's. She is DC. Well, she's like my. Like, probably the biggest villain in all of, like. Not like the most popular, but like. The one. If I had to hate one, it'd have to be Amanda Waller. Because she, again, never loses and she's a bitch. She always has a plan, you know? Like, no matter what. And that's why I've hated her, you know? And just the way she tre- treats people, too, because she knows she's going to win, too. Yeah. You know? It just hurts. So cocky. It hurts. I liked her blow-up in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Where she had the, the knife, and everyone, like, had their weapons up, and she just went, Stand down! It's like, Jesus, what are you yelling for? Hey, good actress. Yeah, she's really good. She awesome. Amazing. Oh, yeah. Uh, what is it? Viola Davis? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Good job. She really, not, really not good. Job she did a me. fantastic job playing Amanda Waller. I just oh, yeah, yeah no, it's very clear that you're just talking about Amanda Waller, yeah. the character, not the actress. Anytime that somebody does a really good job at making me hate their character, it works. They're it works the best because that, because that's the point. You're not supposed to. It's not like you're supposed to like Amanda Waller. You're supposed to love to hate her. Yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to meet one person that's like, yeah, man, Amanda Waller, my favorite character. I'd, I'd like to meet that person. I'm sure there's people out there like, I'm sure that there love her are. because she's, like, so hateable. Yeah. Almost. Not, that, like, that's because, like, like me- man, I'm really invested in this character and, like, that's like me and their trials. I love Homelander. He's my favorite character in The Boys. But not because I think he's good, because I think what he's doing is good and rational and sane, but because I fucking hate him. But I love him because I hate him. He's, and on top of that, he's so, inter- you know, so damn entertaining to watch, yeah. whether he's with his mommy issues or... I can't really say anything, never mind. Speaking of that, that reminds me of how, like, gory Suicide Squad was. I did not expect that. It made like, the I guess... first Suicide Squad look really dumb. Because yeah. that well, the first Suicide Squad was PG-13. I think David Ayer directed it with the intent of it being rated R. I well, he was going to make, like, a serious... Like, not a serious... I don't want to say serious. I think he was going serious. It's a soulful going... drama. I think he was going full, like, dark, gritty, serious... Look at the that's... first teaser. It's, like, creepy. It's creepy and, like, not scary, but, like, ooh. Yeah. It's haunting, you know? There's an atmosphere that's, like, this is, like, very emo. Yeah. <laughs> and his words, a soulful drama. Oh, were those his words? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. A soulful drama? I want to see it. And then Warner Brothers threw Bohemian Rhapsody in it. They're like, oh, this really worked for the trailer. What if it worked for the movie? They played Spirit in the Sky in oh, the movie. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. They I played, don't remember They played Spirit in the Sky in the movie. They played uh, Bohemian Rhapsody in the movie. There's just a thousand radio songs that, in that movie. One song that was made just for the movie. I'm not Purple Lamborghini. 
Oh, um, two two original songs, Purple Lamborghini and uh, Sucker for Pain. I've no, never heard of either yet. of those songs. Purple Lamborghini had Rick Ross and I think Skrillex. I don't remember that one. I what just a remember f- the Sucker for Pain one, dude. Because that one had Imagine Dragons and... Had Logic in it and had a bunch of other rock rappers and shit, dude. That sounds... Oh, Not and good. Heathens by 21 Pilots. All yeah, three Heathens. of those made specifically for Suicide Squad. Hey, that was a good song. Yeah, They're not bad songs. It's just the way they're used in the movies. Like, they're yeah. scared to have an original score. They're just like, ah, oh, we need another song that people go, Sucker, I love this song! Sucker for Pain and Purple Lamborghini didn't show up in the song until the credits. Yeah. I hate that. I hate when they do that. They did that with the 21 Savage Saw song. I was waiting... I was yeah. like that entire movie to hear 21 Savage while someone died. It didn't happen. No. The credits rolled and then you hear 21 Savage. <laughs> it was sad. But anyways, sorry for the mistrack, but Suicide Squad. I guess since we're talking about the music, original scoring for the Suicide Squad main theme, original scoring that song whenever uh, King Shark was inside of the tank hanging out with his buddies. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of good original music. When the I'm rats really- all... Come to Ratcatcher 2 when she's holding up a thingy. That's original, yep. I'm so really beautiful. bad with, like, noticing music in movies, so... It's, like, the first thing I notice. Yeah, if I didn't I rewatch mean, it, I wouldn't... In I'm another afraid. life, I would have gone towards music instead of whatever the fuck I'm doing. I agree. I been I'm a, just so lazy. There's just so many things to notice. Yeah. Like, I would have been an indie folk artist on the beach. Yeah. Yeah. I would have lived on the beach. Another the life where I cared to try. I would have lived my whole life to revitalize jazz, bro. Mm-hmm. I was in a jazz band, by the way. You like nice. jazz? Yeah. That's why like jazz. That's jazz. <laughs> Unironically, I love jazz. Yeah, that's yeah. why I like jazz. Is uh, awesome. jazz Cowboy is just... Bebop so much. It's the entirety. The I remember thing. I watched Cowboy Bebop I was, at some point. I was. I saw it like a tweet or an Instagram post from somebody, some voice actor. My brain is telling me Troy Baker, but I don't remember. But all it said was jazz is just an excuse for people to play instruments off key. But beautifully. It's always beautiful. It always works. <laughs> it always works. Yeah. It never does collaborative. Work. Art is collaborative. Like you can intentionally make fuck-ups for a song, and people are like, yes. Oh, that's exactly. really good. That's the best part. Yeah. Speaking of voice actors, the fucking rat dude, that was like Billy D. Williams, right? No, it was, a uh, sorry, Bradley D. Baker. D. D. Bradley Baker. D. Bradley Baker. <laughs> As he's fucking drowning. Yeah, that is... No, 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 not the, the rat from Rat Catcher. Oh, Sebastian. Sebastian, mm-hmm. yeah. I didn't even think that thing talked. Hold on, let me... It didn't, it did the Triple sweets. check. I wonder how much he got paid for that shit. Probably the same amount as he got paid for Momo, because he did Momo in Avatar and Appa. Well, Momo did well, a D. lot. Well, Bradley Baker's in, like, a shit ton of, like... Yeah, he was in Happy Feet. movies. Happy Feet, Hobbit, Space Jam, Jungle Book. Fun fact. Frankenweenie, The Last oh, Airbender. He's a clones. Uh, Nolan, oh, yeah. Nolan North... <laughs> Did some uh, ADR for Christopher Walker and Christopher Walken in a movie. I don't know the movie, but he's done like the ADR for Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken? Yeah. Okay. Dude, he should have been in Suicide Squad. Honestly, I'd be fucking down. He would have done great. Oh! He should return as the, the mayor guy. Underrated yeah. character. Underrated <laughs> uh, character. Shrek, I think, was his name. Yeah. Shrek? Yeah, uh, Christopher Walken's returns. He should just his name come was back Shrek. as Shrek. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. His name was Shrek. I forgot about that. Shrek in the Suicide Squad. Underrated character. Uh, what was his name? Thinker? It was Peter Capaldi. The Thinker, yeah. Peter Capaldi is an is like a really good actor. Mm-hmm. He's, he's good at everything that he does. He was the doctor for a bit. I loved him as the doctor. He was, he was the doctor. He was the most recent one before the lady, right? Yeah. And I he, have no kidneys. He was the one that got in trouble for saying fuck too much. 
he would say fuck on set too much, and he literally got to the point where like he had to like they had to hire him a counselor for like not saying cuss words so that's often. hysterical. Oh, that's yeah. gonna be us. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, honestly, it really is. We say fucking everything all the time. Sorry, kids. Yeah, we're just so fuck immature. You. Yeah, but Peter Capaldi, his entire like character, he played that really well. And there was this one joke that I laughed at the theater because I thought that it was something else. He was like, Ratcatcher was like, "Do you want? Do you want a, a dozen, dozen a dozen angry rodents climbing up your ass?" Yeah, and I thought that he was like, he was like, I don't know, I don't remember what I thought he said, but it was funny in the theater. And I went back and watched it, and he said. The answer that you're looking for might not be what you see, or something like that. The answer you get may not be what you expect. Wow, why did I say that so cryptically? That is no- <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> you should write for the thinker of a cryptic asshole. Yeah. I'm actually really sad that he died. Yeah, he that did was, die. Like, I was kind of hoping they'd just let him live, and then sometime in the future they'd use him as like a big villain. Because he Cause is like a, a he, big he's villain. He's a flash villain, I think. He's like one of the big flash villains. Well, the second time that I watched flash it... Villain. The second time that I watched it, whenever he, like, fell to the ground and all the shit was, like, breaking and stuff, you can see, like, the things in his head were, like, broken. And, like, it was, yeah. like, I know it's, like, a really small detail, but I just thought about it. And I'm like, man, that must have hurt. Well, there so, was the one shot we, where if, someone's just banging his head against something. I forget what it was. They're oh, it was against the it. view thing to, like, let him into the... Oh, <laughs> That's yeah. right, yeah. And it's whack, whack. <laughs> <laughs> he got Poor treated guy. like shit that whole movie, man. Poor guy. But he was good. He was Peter a cool character. I some... want, like, the whole 30 years of him experimenting on children. Just the movie. Documentary For... style. Foreshadowing. Like, like Rat... a found footage. Of that. <laughs> I would love that. Yeah. Ratcatcher says uh, to him... Or no, Ratcatcher, like, summons all these rats, and he sees this. And he, they're walking to the car, and he goes... A uh, nice trick you do with the rats. I'm working on something similar with humans. And mm-hmm. that's when she turned around and was like, do you want a dozen yeah. angry rats? And for some reason, whenever he said that, I thought it was just like a little character quirk. No, that's straight up what he's doing. Mm-hmm. It literally tells you what he's doing right then and there. And nobody gives a shit. And that's that's really funny. I like that little bit. Yeah. Same with the, the bullet line where it's like, well, my bullet can be tinier. And it'll never touch the outsides. And then at the end, they just do that. Like, I just didn't expect a line like that to come back and be consequential to a character. Yeah. Quote, death. You know? That was crazy. They didn't have to do that. And but the, they did. And the foreshadowing you pointed out about what's-his-face in the club. Yep, here's to being alive in three hours from now. He's not going to be alive in three hours from now. No, Rick Flag, Rip Rick, Rick Flag, Peacemaker. What a joke. Those were his last words. That's a good... Because that, that's what I thought Peacemaker was Because Peacemaker change. idolized him. Yeah. That, that is where the like the seed is planted. Oh, really? Because he had a moment. Like, he looked at Rick Flag at, like, what he had done. It, it was really quick, but it was a, long enough where you could tell that Peacemaker was starting to reflect on what he had done. But he was, like, committed the second, like, hint that he was starting to realize maybe what I'm doing is not right was uh, when he was about to kill Ratcatcher. And she was like, you have what you want. Why are you going to kill me? You know, there's no reason to. And he's like, because I'm thorough. He's thorough. And, and he could have just shot her right there. That would have been the one line, shot, done, but he sat and hesitated. And like I said earlier, it was also to give Bloodsport enough time to come in and save the day. But for character reasons, that's why he was hesitating. And all of that happened because Rick Flag, someone who he idolized, which wasn't very apparent until he said, don't make me kill a hero like you. That shows oh, that he, yeah. where, you know, he idolized Rick Flag, And so he kills him and then his hero called him a joke. And then he realized, fuck, maybe what I'm doing is not right. 
Or the seed was planted. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Because he didn't fully realize it yet. And that's what I was kind of upset about, but then totally forgot he's got a whole show. Yeah. So you got to leave some room. Leave some room for the show. I wonder, though, I did enjoy Peacemaker in this a lot. Best John Cena role. I think Absolutely. I've definitely said that. Yeah. Absolutely. But, like, <laughs> I didn't, when I first heard that they were giving him a show, I was like, of all the characters, why him? I get it now. Well, I, I kind of still don't. Like. No? No, I see it. I get it. Because you're not. Do you think his character? Arc, do you think his character arc is important enough for a whole show? Yes. No, no, yeah. I don't think it's important enough. I think it's just the fact that you think it could carry a yeah, whole show. It could carry a whole show, and it's. I don't think I've heard anything bad about Peacemaker, except for his like, some of the things he said. You know, like his character design, right? But like John Cena crushed it. Why the fuck would they not give him a show? You know. Yeah. That's fair. That's yeah. Like I'm not sure. I, I you know I don't I, even I want to argue like, that. I just. No, no, and then, like, we're not getting a Bloodsport movie, because we already saw Bloodsport's thing. Uh, That's Harley Quinn like he, has he was shit. the main character. And we'll probably, and we'll probably get more stuff, let's be real. Maybe, who I knows? Ho- I hope so. We're Anyways. Not, it just all will accept anything. He was in Cats, so. Now he's Knuckles. It's the best movie ever. I don't know right. I don't, what, what are, what are Idris Elba's standards? Because he's, he's actually a really good actor. It's not like he's one of those actors that has, that takes everything he can because like, you know, he needs no, to I work. No, I think that's exactly what he does. I think he takes everything he can. Not because he needs to work. Just because he, he just loves to work. Yeah, I guess that's fair. I, I think mean, he saw Cats and he was like, that'll be fun. I would have been in Cats. It's a shitty movie, but I, if someone was like, yo, you want to be in Cats? I'm like, fuck yeah. I guess. Awesome. That'd be a cat. That'd be hilarious. He, he must, he must not money. take himself too oh, seriously. Oh, yeah, that too. Money. Money? Yeah. They probably paid like him a said, lot. He must not take himself too seriously, because he's willing to do fun roles, funny roles, cat stand-up even. guy. Like, he was, he was in... Uh, crush like, knuckles, he was in The Office, and he was hysterical in that. He was in The Office? Yeah. Briefly. That's right, he was. Yeah. He, he was a recurring character. He, like, he had a whole, like, two or three episodes where he was, like, the manager. And then... He was part of corporate. Yeah, for corporate. <gasps> oh, and it was like exactly all, all the, wi- all the women in the office would swoon over him, and then yes. they cut his talking head. He goes, "I'm well aware of the effect I have on women." I remember. And then that. after that, he became you know it was like a current a reoccurring role that showed up every you know other episode or so. He is a beautiful man. So is Knuckles going to be British? I hope it. I hope I, I hope he doesn't change a single thing about his voice. It's just brutal. I don't know what I hope. I just I hope just... it's Idris Elba's voice coming out of Knuckles. He's just British I just want Knuckles to not be as cringy as Sonic was. All I'm saying is, I need my R-rated Knuckles movie that shows me an atomically correct uh, echidna penis with the five heads. Yeah, that's what you need. Yeah, that's what I need. That's what you need. But duck tits is too far. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Very consistent. <laughs> I wanted to go back. Ah, uh, yeah. You wanted to go back? Maybe I don't. <laughs> I was gonna say briefly, like. Mostly to you, Mason. What did you think of like the blank amount of time earlier stuff? Because they did it like two, three times. The right? time switch, like oh, the, yeah. the opening that, and then the they went back three days earlier, and then towards the end they had like they were just focusing on these characters in that building, and then they're like fucking eight minutes earlier. Like I think that's a well-utilized thing. Like they did it well. Like some people don't do it well. Obviously. Yeah, but I feel like. We saw the conflict that we needed to see, and then we saw Idris Elba come in, blah, 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 you know? So, like, it creates tension, and I think they did it pretty well. So, mm-hmm. I'm pretty happy about that. I normally... It's comedic effect sometimes, yeah? Yeah. So. It worked well here. I normally, like, mostly in TV shows, when they do that, I just think it ruins, like, the entire premise of what they're doing. Because they mostly just do it like, oh, let's keep the audience 
in their seat for 40 minutes and let's give them something shocking at the very start, you know? Yeah. It's more of like that instead of like, I don't know, like in a very well-structured, like purposeful purposeful way well like the first time it was used was definitely for misdirection you got this whole big ensemble of people weasel whoever michael rooker was javelin whoever what's his name peter davidson Davidson. i've never seen him in Peter. i've never seen him in anything but very funny very funny like i know of him but i've never (laughs) seen him in anything but this based on your face i'm offended pete david's fucking hilarious he's super popular i don't know why I mean, some people, some people hate him for no reason. So yeah, they just assuming. despise him. Which is funny because he hates himself more than people hate him. So that's what uh, what's his name said about his Batman, George Clooney. No, uh, Robert Pattinson. He said he said some people. He said, "What do you think about some people thinking that you're not able to be Batman?" He goes, "Well, no one can hate me more than I hate myself." Word uh, for word. That was like that was a Darth cute. Vader comic book line. There's a sorry, this is a weird yeah. sidetrack, but there's a comic book where Darth Vader is fighting someone and then he like stabs himself through the chest to kill his opponent, and then the opponent's like, What could you possibly hate this much? And then he goes, Myself. That's a sidetrack, it's done now. Moving on. Uh, sorry, I sidetracked from what you were saying. Go ahead. Anyways. Oh, good. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I just, happens. Uh, yeah. I like you, know, you can't do that with me. I have ADHD. You can't. <laughs> I know he's in King of Staten Island, but I haven't seen it. But other than that, I've no idea what else he could possibly be in. We love you, Judd Apatow. We love right. all so of that's why I fucked up his name. Yeah. But like, the reason they did the the first uh, reason they used the rewind time was for misdirection. You know, you had this big ensemble. They killed damn near ninety percent of them, uh-huh. and then you then you see this other group come on a separate side of the shore. And you're like, well, who the fuck are these people? Three days earlier. Oh, okay, and then. The last time they used it was during, you know, the Jotunheim sequence where all the explosions are happening. You're like, what the, what the hell's going on? They let off the bombs too early? Eight minutes earlier. Oh, oh okay. yeah, they did do that. I forgot. So I remember, like, I was so invested in what the, I guess, the A-plot, like, these characters were doing that I forgot the rest of the characters weren't there. So when it did that, I'm like, well, what is this? And then it cut to them just doing their thing. Like, oh, I forgot. It was good. If there's one last thing that I want to say about this movie, it's the costume design. Holy shit, was that so good. Like, the character who stuck out to me the most that was not a part of, the, like, the main cast of characters was uh, was Javelin. Because Javelin's costume in that movie is ripped straight from the comics. No changes. Maybe some, like, seam lines here and there, but no changes. Color scheme's the same. Outfit's the same. That is a costume that if I read it, or if I, like, saw it in a comic book, I was like, they cannot make that work live action. And they did. And they did that for everybody. Peacemaker with his stupid helmet. It's a symbol of peace. Like That is a helmet that I never could have seen work in a movie. And they made it work. Well, he didn't wear it that often, honestly. Those no, are the best no, costumes. He wore it all the time. Anytime. He wore it half the time. I'd say a little more than half. Well, he, I feel like he was wearing his helmet more than any other character wears a mask or a helmet in modern comic book movies. The first time that you see it, and I guess it's probably because it took so long for him to like show up on screen, was whenever they were going through the camp. That was the first time that you see his helmet. Mm-hmm. But anyways, you want to finish off your final thoughts? It's just the costume design stuck out to me so well. Like, it was so good. Uh, even characters like TDK, they just looked cool. Yeah. I didn't notice that it was Nathan Fillion at first. Yeah, you had to ask which one was Nathan Fillion. I'm like, yeah, it was TDK. His face was hidden, and his voice isn't that distinguishable. I see, I I think his voice is extremely distinguishable. I was playing Halo ODST, had no idea Nathan Fillion was in it until I heard him talk. I was like, that's Nathan Fillion! Why would you spoil that for me? You've played ODST. Yeah. 
You're right. Then what did I spoil? You've played it. Anyways, sorry. wrapping up Suicide Squad, <laughs> which you're probably finished. It's been a long time. Hey, someone will listen to it. Someone. I love you if you are. Anyways, you're finishing up your final thoughts? That was Costume it? design was great. I what? loved it. I, we need more comic book movies, superhero movies that make costumes just like that. Rip them straight out of the comics. This movie has shown that even some of the most ridiculous looking costumes can work. And I'm, Ridiculous is better. Well, what would I give this movie? What'd you give it? Five stars. It's James Gunn's best movie. It's one of DC's best movies. I was sold from start to finish. Solid movie. The only complaints I have are pretty much nitpicks. Mason? I also gave it five stars, but for different reasonings. What were they? The editing, mostly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just the use of characters. We don't get to see characters die like that and get fucking disrespected, so... I liked seeing that. <laughs> yeah, they got disrespected, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, because, I don't know, they just, you don't do that. I would have given it ten stars because Marco Robbie's in it, but I can't on Letterboxd, so I have to stick with five. Yeah, we'll let him know. We'll email him. Okay, cool, thanks. Just I so you know, it. I give it ten stars. <laughs> <laughs> just so you know, if, if, if I could, I would have given it. But Letterboxd won't let me do that, so. Mail it to her. Put it in your family. Yes. <laughs> 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 Pretty much every aspect of this, from like the music, the sets, the the blocking, the camera shots, the costumes, the acting, the all of it, it was all pretty spot on. I can't really complain about it. I loved every second of it. Yeah. I'm just glad we're at a point where we can make these very ridiculous, campy looking things and just play them straight and still have comedy in it, but it's not like... It's not like someone's going to see that and go, oh, that looks fucking stupid. Like, some we're out of. Did. Well, some people, but fuck them. They're stupid. Yep. But we're at a point where this is just widely accepted for the most part as this is top tier. Yeah. Top tier stuff. I'm so glad we're not in, like, let's wear all black leather costume, even though our. Like, X Men. X Men made fun of that. The original X Men movie. Like, they're all in those black leather outfits. Wolverine Disgusting. goes. Wolverine goes. Y'all, y'all really wear these all the time? And Cyclops goes, well, what would you rather wear? Yellow spandex? Pfft. Huh. Yeah. That was an edgier time. It they was. Were, they were trying they were to be edgy. edgy. They had Evanescence scoring their No movie. more edgy, trying, well, just humor it was, it was trying to show that comic book movies can work in live action. So. <laughs> Anyways, Kane, finishing thoughts. I don't know. You pretty much covered all the bases, asshole. Um, You're right. Fuck me. I'll just stop yeah. talking. I'm, just, uh, the, <laughs> I'm mainly... Most of the time during movies, especially during superhero movies, I focus on the cinematography because with superheroes, you can do different shit that you can't do with normal movies. Like, so I love it when a cinematographer goes out of its way to do some like crazy stuff that you don't normally see. And even the opening shot, I looked over at Wes. It was like a reflection in a puddle and yeah. then it turns yes, over. Yes, it was so good. It was so good. Like that was unnecessary. You didn't need to do that. Most movies, it would just start straight on and he's, you know, bouncing the ball, but fucking no, dude. They had, to, they had to be creative about it. They probably just, they went to the, the spot that they were filming. They're like, there's a puddle there. Do you think? Let's just do it. You know, I want to say that they didn't, but with how unconventional some things are, they might have. I'm going to say they did that just for my own. Well, to be fair, <laughs> when y'all, when y'all were, or we were filming that uh, alley scene for, you know. The puddle was there. We brought, there. we brought water for Prepared, prepared to yeah. make a puddle, so they could have done the same thing. They made West shoot a different thing with the puddle as well. There's a cigarette yeah. in it, and I kicked it, and it was just like a little whirlpool of cigarette. Really? Yeah. Where's that shot? 
Put that in. It was there. Anyways, I'll finish up. <laughs> I think that uh, overall, it was really fucking good. Yeah, I, I don't know what I expected. I think I kind of was expecting... I kind of went into it kind of thinking that something was a little off. Because I'm just going to bring this up for a slight second. James Gunn brought up some shit that Scorsese said a year and a half ago. Saying that Scorsese said it so that he could promote his movie. All while being in an interview promoting his own movie. So I thought that that was weird. And I was like... Well, the problem is that people keep asking these directors... Even though he's... I agree with that. I agree with that. Because people keep asking these directors what they think about it. Because they're directing comfortable movies. Yeah. So what do you think about it? I, I doubt James Gunn just went, oh, by the way, when Martin Scorsese said... Completely, no, you know, no, out of I agree, field. I agree. But he could have been like, yeah, man, I don't know. <laughs> Instead of like, yeah, he was he said it to promote his own movie because no one will well, watch it. Yeah, because even anyone, Robert Downey Jr. like said on the Howard Stern show, he was like, yeah, I don't know if he thinks that he thinks that. Anyways. If anybody's gonna, <laughs> I guess if anybody's gonna feel that way, it would be James Gunn. All of his movies are superhero movies. So I went, I went into it just kind of like, uh, I don't know, I'm not sure how I'm gonna feel about this, but no, I don't care. It's so good. I don't give a shit. I gave it five stars. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna go ahead and finish up. If you want to follow me on Letterbox Instagram, it is Taco Father at everything. I'm Wes Lesser on everything. Don't follow me. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> my uh, Instagram and TikTok is Connor the Big Nerd, whereas my Letterbox is just Connor the Nerd. So. All right. We'll see you next time. We love you. We love you. <laughs>